everyone's worthless at this talent show. I'm totally gonna win when I sing. These lumps, I know you wanna slump upon these lumps, but you can't cause you're a chump. A chump. You cannot tell, but I am giving a thumbs up. Working for the master, preventing a disaster. Building giant robots from aluminum and plaster. Faster, I kept to build a blaster. Yes for foam and water. Yes for when it's hotter. I've got it, it's no bother, cause I live to please you, father. I am finished. In today's episode of Sex Time, we are going to be looking at um, the normal one episode of Sex in the City and two episodes of Adventure Time. So the episode of Sex in the City that we are going to be discussing today is episode nine of season three, which is Easy Come, Easy Go. Here's a brief description. After a shocking revelation, Carrie and Big fall into their old habits leading to a night of passion. Charlotte achieves her goal and ends up engaged, but not the way she had hoped. Samantha decides to put her pick of the week on a new diet to, pr- to improve his funky tasting spunk. Um, that's the HBO description. Mentions nothing of how Miranda is dealing with Steve still living on her couch while um, they're mid-breakup. Um, and then we are going to discuss uh, Adventure Time Season 4 Episode 1, which is uh, Hot to the Touch which um, there's not really a good description to be found anywhere, but it is essentially a continuation of the final episode of season three where the um, the princess of the Fire Kingdom is uh, very frustrated by not only the fact that her fire is constantly being um, challenged by the new environment that she's in now that she's no longer in the Fire Kingdom, but um, Finn is pursuing her and inadvertently hurting her quite a bit while he tries to prove that she's not evil because he's in love with her. And then there's uh, Adventure Time Season 4, Episode 2, Five Short Grables, which Badger is very excited to talk about. Brief description. It starts out with a strange man named Cuber who greets the audience. He wants the audience to guess the theme in a series of five shorts from the days of old as they are all connected in some way. He then takes out his hollow pyramid, which has pictures of Finn, Jake, Bimo, Princess Bubblegum, Ice King, and Lumpy Space Princess. The shorts begin. Um, it's interesting to see that they are from the days of old because um, as they're displayed in the show, it's current timeline that we're watching so interesting to think about the future of this universe there is sight with bimo there is touch with finn and jake um bimo talks to himself in a mirror um finn and jake have an epic high five taste starring princess bubblegum she is trying to scientifically engineer the most fantastic sandwich ever smell with the ice king who discovers that he is stinky and can't quite pin down the cause turns out that it is gunter farting into his armpit and then sound which is lumpy space princess who's trying to sing in a talent show gets um the uh the stage stolen by a different group and ends up aggressively shooting baskets so that's what we'll be talking about today um on sex time and we'll be back in a moment with badger and we'll actually um try to stay on topic hello Hello, and and welcome welcome to to sex Sex time Time. that's good i think we got it yeah i think we're good okay bye (laughs) all right (laughs) hi badger hello how are you today? Uh, I'm okay. We have the day off. Yeah. It feels weird to not be working. Because it's Saturday, so this feels okay. Yeah. I don't really have any reason to work extra unless there's an actual emergency. So um, we're off for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And I honestly feel like I know this is a day where we're supposed to like reflect on civil rights and and things like that but I feel like giving me time to sleep in is really kind of like I don't know I feel like I should be made to go to work today you know well I'm learning as of several seconds ago that we have this for MLK and not President's Day so 
We have President's Day next month. That's why I got confused. But that's how much uh, deference and gravity I'm, I'm giving this, clearly. Yeah. You get a pass, though. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you half get a pass. It's, it's, not, the, it's not that half. <laughs> <laughs> um, half wasn't really part of it. Well, I mean... <sighs> anyway. I am unwhite. Yeah. I think we've established that before. Mm-hmm. Um, well, aside from having the day, well, like, what are you going to do with your day? Oh, I'm going to go to my apartment and uh, sort through some things, start doing a big old purge of stuff, which I kind of already had done, but I still have things. So I guess I have things to uh, that got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am going to potentially do something similar i've kind of done nothing the last couple of days um because i'm going through it and i don't even know why i am so that's been fun um but i'm gonna try to spend some time today um going through my closet and getting rid of clothes i don't wear and kind of paring things down to more like a capsule wardrobe or an attempt to and then um if i have nothing else really in the house to work on i might start on my garage today so I have so many clothes now. I know you do. I love it. We're, I think we're going to start switching in the having a lot of clothes department soon. I think so. Mm. Also, I took a bath the other day. Uh-oh. I know. Well, I took a bath the other day, too, so. It's not like you have to stop. If you're stealing that attribute, then it's from someone else. Mm. Uh, well... Shall we get to it? Yeah, I guess we shall. Yeah. Sex in the City, Season 3, Episode 9, Easy Come, Easy Go. Tell me what you think. Oh, I recorded a synopsis for all the episodes, so we don't need to summarize too much. So you can just launch Thank into God. how much you hated it. <laughs> um, I hated it. I mean, there were a lot of anachronisms in this episode that I thought were funny. Mm-hmm. Like answering machines, mm-hmm. healthy sperm dot com, mm-hmm. um, which is a URL that is available for purchase, and I, I will research buying a set. You know what? I didn't put together that. That's I forgot that there was actually like a website mentioned in the episode when you sent me that that your URL was available. <laughs> oh, so this was just no context because I watched the episode like right after we last recorded and then you texted me like three or four days later with that and I uh have a bad brain right now and then I didn't remember when I rewatched the episode yesterday that you had texted me about that so um how much is the URL did you look at the price I didn't look into it too much just that it exists and then kind of got taken with the tide at, at work during the work day yeah well this was a week yeah it was um i can just briefly launch into the things that i hated okay um i really really hate that when carrie is helping aiden at that furniture show that they mutually i guess agree on her calling her the booth bitch i think that's terrible (laughs) yeah that's actually one of my notes my notes are lol dvd delivery Booth bitch, shocked frowny face. <laughs> Some oversized nineties suits though. Aiden is wearing a large turquoise ring on his index finger. <laughs> and I hated that. I think there's something about white guys who wear turquoise that is like so telling of like performative wokeness or like completely like innocent oh, who, who me? I can't culturally appropriate. I'm a spiritual guy you know (laughs) i got a yin yang symbol on my choker (laughs) (laughs) um postage on newsletter lol postage on newsletter yeah carrie said something about saving someone the postage on a newsletter and i was like uh, oh because go over email they would be yeah (laughs) yeah That's when um, Big is like, um, I'm going to be single soon if there's anyone who wants to know, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, oh, uh, so do you see how um, that spilling coffee on Big at the furniture show was a deliberate tool so that they did not tell us what Big's name is? Did you pick yes. up on that? Okay. I did. They were Because I was like, oh, they're going to say his name. Oh, you know, they're never going to say his name. This is a very weak running gag, mm-hmm. like Finn wearing his hat all the time, except that was exposed in season one. Yeah. So that was great. Um, and then I realized um, that poor Bridget Moynihan, who is the actress who plays Natasha, kind of gets did dirty in real life like she does in this show. So, do you know who she is and who her story, what her story is? No. So, she was with Tom Brady, American football star for the New England Patriots, Tom Brady. And they, I don't think they were married, um, but they were very together. And while she was pregnant with their child, he left her for Giselle, the model. So... And then, like, in this show, she's getting cheated on by her husband with Carrie. And it's just like, man, she just doesn't have any, I mean, she's tall and beautiful, so I guess she has that going for her. But I figured that was a really <laughs> interesting parallel to her real life. Um, the rest of my notes are um, Big sucks, Trey's mom sucks, Trey sucks, Carrie sucks, Miranda is okay, um, Charlotte is pathetic. Samantha is the only direct person in the on the entire show and Steve sucks and he needs to get a cell phone. Yes, uh agree with all of that. I did quote Samantha on they don't call it a job for nothing <laughs> because the person she she is dating in this episode is a whiny little baby pussy ass bitch because he like just expects that he should get a blowjob yeah um and i feel like she's willing to continue to have like other kinds of sex with him aside from the blowjob but he really really wants the blowjob and Uh and i don't understand that because i've always thought that like yeah, blowjobs are nice for guys who like blowjobs, but isn't the ultimate, like, is that, is that the, like, best act that there is? Maybe that is his favorite thing. I don't know. I mean, um, and, like, he, he says, like, oh, you give the best head. So I'm I'm sure Samantha's really good at it, but I don't know. That's just, like, not being uh, a good giving game lover. Well, is to, you know, shove someone's head at your crotch and demand that they perform a sexual act. That's a recurring thing on this show because that happened to Charlotte before. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's uh, weird and controlling. What do you think about the deal that she strikes with him? That if he is fine with how his his spunk tastes, then um, she'll continue to give him head. Uh, I thought that was very daring. Mm hmm. I actually, I did like that bit of the show. Because, you know, like, she she calls him out. Mm-hmm. But then... It... And he looks traumatized. And then lies about how his semen tastes so that he can continue to have a blowjob. Yeah. I like how Samantha said that he's healthy, like, she can know that. <laughs> Because, I don't know, maybe he seems healthy, but that, if it's really that bad, that's kind of an indication. And Samantha would know. Like, um, she's probably um, tasted the rainbow, and she would know if something is deviated from the norm in terms of, like, what to expect. So maybe, maybe he should go to a doctor. Yeah, maybe he has a glandular thing. Um... What did you think about Trey's mom and Trey's like alrighty and getting engaged to Charlotte that way and all of that garbage? It's really weird. <laughs> it's just so weird that Charlotte saw his mom fully controlling him. Mm-hmm. And instead of thinking, that's weird, mm-hmm. this a grown man, this a doctor, uh, he 
rolls over so easily about very minor things. And then very major things, it turns out. Yeah. And then, and then instead of being like, do you, can we explore the relationship that you have with your mother? Uh, she, she just tries it herself and then is upset when it works. Oh, man. <clears throat> um, so I think you can figure that we're going to probably see Trey for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. And perhaps the rest of the series. I'm not going to tell you. Um, but I will let you know. We w- I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we will see Bunny again, his mother. And you are going to be so appalled at this woman. <laughs> I mean, you talk like I'm, I'm anticipating any of this. I'm sitting in my car so that we can record together. This is my sound booth now mm-hmm. and it's cold and we have the day off and I'm doing this and I'm doing this for you. And I don't care about this show. I just don't care. Okay. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to throw in a little bit of like the things that you throw in for me about adventure time. I dread all of it. We're getting through it eventually. Yeah. And I mean, the, the carrot at the end of this, stick is is uh the end of season four adventure time then you'll want to watch it and i won't even have to make you um trying to think if there's anything else to say about this episode uh is there anything that you have left to say um it's i i liked that they went to buy charlotte a ring to indicate that Trey like understands what's happening yeah because otherwise it didn't seem like he fully grasped because she walks away from that dinner and she's like, I'm engaged. And I'm like, are you? Because it seems like it seems like he just kind of um, said, like, yeah, maybe, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's an odd duck. Weird communication style. Weird relationship with his mother. Weird face. Yeah. They all, all of them. I actually found Big more attractive when he was sloppy, drunk and despondent. Did you? Yeah. What do you think of his like um, aggressive uh, behavior towards Carrie in like the elevator of the hotel? It's cute when I, a five foot three woman, do something like that and it's clearly like funsies. It's not cute when a giant man does that to a woman who is saying no. Yeah, he like forcibly kisses her and he will not leave her alone. And she's making no ambiguous statements here so but then she relents which um uh i heard about this in game of thrones too what there's there's a rape scene that everyone after was like well she relented so like she enjoyed it eventually (laughs) this was i think like carrie ultimately like if she had fully drawn the line and not gone upstairs with him. I think that he probably would have either eventually gotten the message or she could have like called the police. Right. I think Mm -hmm. at the point where he is led into her hotel room, it seems like she is consenting, but what took her to the point that she's consenting seems very coercive. So there's, there's a line that I think got very blurred here. Um, There are scenes in game of thrones where i cannot think of it starting out coercive and it not still being coercive at the end well apparently there was a a late episode with jamie and cersei um the book is written that she ultimately because i they they compared the text the book is written that she ultimately like gives in and um ostensibly wants it the the show is not but because men watched it and men are very loud and very wrong frequently a lot of men say well like she wanted it blah 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 so men still exist and they should be i don't know purged from the earth yeah they are trash except for a couple of mine i'm just gonna stick to the generic men bad do you want (laughs) do you want to tell an anecdote real quick before we go to adventure time about what you did for me this week Oh yeah, um, no, you don't. I'll I'll save it. No, okay. I wasn't prepared. 
<laughs> I I defended Kelly's honor in a vengeful way. It was um really nice and sweet. <laughs> because um yeah, I'm not sure how many people want to defend me right now. <laughs> so that was nice. Um okay, well let's Well, I mean you you were ridiculous, but I I'll ride for my bitches. Thanks. If this ever comes up on the other um and the others like if I ever get the chance to be vengeful on your behalf, I will try really hard to get over my inhibitions. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't think of a circumstance that is ever gonna come up quite like this, don't you think? Not like this, but I mean you can be vengeful on my behalf and we can talk about how to directly do that off. But I mean, you know that like there is something specifically that I am a person I'm specifically not engaging, actually a couple people I'm specifically not engaging with at work to defend your honor. And one of them is vocally pissed off about it per you. So anyway. Well, that one I, I didn't, I'm fine. If you want to get along with, Oh, with that person, I don't know. There were some alarming behaviors directed towards me that I still am not. hmm, I'm still cool with like keeping distance. So, Okay, well, I think I have said before it does make my life easier if there's no complaints on any front. But also, I don't own you. I don't own your individual relationships with any given person. No, and and if somebody made you uncomfortable, then then don't bend over backwards to to be welcome. Yeah, and and I don't. Likewise, I couldn't possibly own you or your individual actions. So anything you do to defend my honor is just you um, acting with your own um, judgment. Yeah. So when uh, when Rocket the Raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy says, "Ain't nothing in the universe like me except me," I feel that. <laughs> You're kind of like a raccoon, especially when it's kind of like aggressive, like him. Not like aggressive, like traditional raccoons are, but like aggressive <laughs> in that I can fire a weapon. Yeah. And I have run away from places, my hands just spilling over with grapes. <laughs> I actually had a dream about a raccoon last night, like domesticating one and kind of holding it like a baby. I had a lot of strange dreams last night. <laughs> um, Adventure Time, Season 4, Episode 1, Hot to the Touch. To quote, to, I... quote, to <laughs> quote Finn, she ain't evil, she's passionate. <laughs> which, Thank you, Finn. Which is, uh, I think that works for you very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I found actually a lot of parallels between... Um, me and spike in this episode yeah because <laughs> you know, like after when i watched this we'd been having a real week at work i mean we've all just had like a real couple weeks at work and uh all kind of losing it i mean the madness filters all the way down oh sure and yeah there have definitely been times when I've been like on the floor crying at work and she's just been sort of like oh no <laughs> what do I do uh, is this when she calls you a water <laughs> elemental yeah you just all you do is cry and cry <laughs> tears are my life <laughs> jeez <laughs> um, so I didn't write so many notes on this one um, but ultimately, um, Finn and the Princess of the Fire Kingdom. Does she have a name? You find it out okay. later. Um, they cannot help but hurt each other. Um, <clears throat> anything that like she touches and starts burning, even if she's not actively touching it anymore, when um, when Finn like stamps out that fire, it hurts her, which I think is a really interesting concept. And then um, the fact that she can turn off all the fire that she's created um, instantly is also kind of really interesting with her ability to control fire that way. Uh, I don't know how that tracks with like fire elementals from like mythology. There were fire elementals in like Heroes of Might and Magic when I played it like 15 years ago, but I don't, 
and they didn't get really deep into like the physics of their fire. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, we all want things that are bad for us. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> um, she's really just trying to be assertive and kind of losing control in the process. Um, and then I, you, you learn more about uh, flame princess going forward and she's a character with a lot of complexity. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, she's experiencing a broad range of emotions and like acting, um, you know, in a way that suggests it's not very easy for her to handle all of the things that are coming in because she feels like Finn is hurting her and then she's not sure if he's hurting her deliberately and she feels very threatened and then she acts out by saying, I'm going to create my own fire kingdom and it seems very, um, she's very upset and you can kind of really feel that. I mean, she, uh, she's in, she's engaging with a world that seems really new to her and she's constantly getting hurt in it. That's gotta be really upsetting. So. Yeah. I like the, uh, the moment where she like, she makes herself very, very big and loses some of her humanoid aspect. Uh And Finn says something and like a single fire tear slides down her cheek. Oh, I didn't catch that. She just feels so much all the time. I feel so much all the time. So, yeah, I did see a lot of you in in uh, in Fire Princess. And sometimes your path of destruction is uh is wide <laughs> and we have to try to save the goblin kingdom from you. Yeah. Um ne- Neptune is back. Yeah. <laughs> Neptune is Did you expect no, that ever? No. I <laughs> you found me, creator. I win hide and seek. I spent fifteen months, blah blah blah. <laughs> That's a really funny and they were like, Oh crap, we forgot about the game. Yeah. <laughs> Neptune's very funny. I actually um I managed to catch a few songs from these episodes and I caught the one that he, um, that he, he did. So that's going to be, if anyone listens to this episode, they've already heard it. So his, his little rap. Yeah. Neptur. I am. Yeah. Poor Finn. Cause ultimately like they try to set aside differences and see if it can work between the fire elemental and Finn, the human boy, but she thinks he's a water elemental and she, they hug and he just, he gets hurt. He can't. And so she realizes like, this is just not going to work. And she, she pieces out. We don't know where she goes. Poor so. Finn. Poor her too. Poor all of them. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it was kind of sad. It is sad. It's like very, um, this isn't a spoiler, but whenever we, at least one other time, when we're in the Fire Kingdom, it's a very much a play on Shakespeare. Oh, okay. You can tell me which Shakespeare. You'll you'll see. Okay, I don't know. Well, is it one of like the most well known ones? I really get it. Yeah. I'm, okay. You get it. I haven't seen it, and I get it. Okay. Yeah, I should be better about Shakespeare. If I ever want, why I want to get on Jeopardy? Oh, mm. <clears throat> the the online we like much ado about nothing. <clears throat> I don't really know that one. No, I am. Um... It's the one that Joss Whedon did between filming something and the Avengers. Hmm. Nathan Fillion's in it, and a bunch of people. Maybe I'll watch it. It's pretty good. Um, it's the Shakespeare, but it's you know modern setting. It's filmed in black and white. Uh, it's a really good, you'd really like the, the um, Beatrice's uh, Oh That I Were a Man speech. Is this actually re- the script like they yes, did for Romeo and Juliet with Boz Lerman? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. But... Oh, well, it was modern, but it was the same exact script. Yeah, yeah. it's the same exact script. But there's other movies that are like adaptations of Shakespeare like 10 things I hate about you which is a reworking of Taming of the Shrew 10 things I hate about Shrew I'm sure you're the first person who's made that joke 
uh, it's new to me and I'm enjoying it. Have you not heard of this movie? I have actually seen this movie. Whoa. When and how? Uh, I think on TV that that time we had cable. Hmm. I liked it quite a bit when I was younger. Seems cool. Uh, I like that that woman's like sick ass Impala. I don't even remember an Impala. It's a big old car with dope taillights and hers I think was red and cream. No, I don't remember a car, but the, I never really have been drawn to cars. I remember the interpersonal relationships. I remember the story. I'm, I'm looking it up now. Okay. Post I'm it on Instagram. Paula. Okay. Do you have any other thoughts on Hot to the Touch? Uh, I think it's a it's definitely not one of those throwaway um, episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do and you I, have any, any thoughts? Well, I mean, I kind of went through it, but I, I see why you say that. This is not like a, I don't know, a neat little, like, neatly contained package of an episode, especially because it's a continuation of the previous one. It's a Dodge Dart. It's not an Impala. Oh. Okay, that was still, I don't remember the car. Um, this this episode, I think, fleshes out some more of the characters of, um, especially Finn and Jake, but it, it seems, it just doesn't get tied up in a clean little bow. It feels like even though she's like left and the fire's out and the Goblin Kingdom is saved, it doesn't feel like the story's over. So um, if there's like a, a tension that kind of, hangs in the air after it's done you know so mm-hmm. it um to see that character again and learn more about her i think would be um interesting and kind of um helping to enrich in the whole like universe that is the adventure time universe so yeah that's what i got cool and then we go into Adventure Time, Season 4, Episode 2, Five Short Grables. Yeah, I have been looking forward to you watching your Grables episode since we started this so fucking long ago. <laughs> How long ago did we start um, this? About a year and a half, I think. Oh my god. A veritable eternity. We've taken several breaks. So much stuff has happened. Yeah. We take fewer breaks. We'll get done faster. (laughs) We're never going to be done. To quote Wayne from Letterkenny, more hands makes less work. We'll get done eventually. That's not how this works. We can't just bring extra people in. Like make it go faster. More hands meaning actually recording every week. We're doing pretty well right now. We can continue this pace and that'll help things. So five short grables. Can I I watched this twice and I actually caught a detail the second time that I did not pick up the first time. Um that uh, and I forgot to write down the dude's name when I looked up the episode summary. So the guy who is telling the stories, the narrator, whatever, has a name. It's like Cube something, I think. I can't remember. Um, he's Cube. Okay, cool. Um, and in the introduction, there's two details that are um, important, I think. One is that he's talking about these stories that they happened like a really long time ago but for us they're happening in like the timeline of the adventure time that we know so he's speaking from a point way past that period Mm -hmm. secondly he has a like digital representation of the globe spinning next to him and there's a gigantic chunk of the world missing like in a crater And, and i think it's um 
North America and or the North Pole, but I can't fully tell. Is this is this me paying good attention? That is you paying good okay, attention, cool. yes. I think this might be the first time in the series where you see mm-hmm. ears in that aspect and and if you recall, there was a great mushroom war. Right. And so I'm not sure if the huge chunk of the globe missing is something that has happened in Finn and Jake's time frame. Like, are they living in a world that has a huge chunk missing? Or by the, by, okay. Yeah. Is that going to come up again? Okay. A lot. Okay. So many times. Um, how much further in the time frame is this story being told by, by the narrator? Uh, because that's addressed in a future episode, okay. I won't say. That's fair. So we're given five um, stories that seem to have <clears throat> very tenuous connections to each other, and we're told to guess the theme. And, um, I mean, I already put in the introduction, like, what the specifics are, but when you watch it for the second time, it makes a whole lot more sense. <laughs> Um, the, the little stories that are being told, the grables, I guess, which is that a made up word for this? I think it's a play okay. on fables. I didn't even think about that. Um, that these stories are all connected by the five senses. So it starts off with, um, Finn and Jake leaving the house ostensibly to do groceries. And then they spy on BMO and BMO, <laughs> BMO is so weird. <laughs> Bimo talks to himself in the mirror and pretends or maybe believes that his reflection is a different person and he is a living boy and he's doing living boy things like using a toothbrush and then climbs mm-hmm. up to the toilet with a glass of water and then pours the glass of water between his legs to pee is so weird and so funny it's so cute I like I die when he's showing football his mm-hmm. reflection his his alter ego um that how he washes his face and he takes a little bar of soap and goes tink tink against his screen a couple times and then you see his reflection react and go like oh wonderful <laughs> oh Bimo, that's wonderful. i um th- there's a few characters and in, in shows that i always feel um we get too little of and i think that bimo is becoming that for me and uh, I would love to see. And I know that, like, they deliberately don't, like, want to spoil the, like, gag of of characters like this. But I, I, it would be such a treat to see more of BMO. And I'm hoping that there might be more BMO-centric episodes in the future. But you don't have to tell me. I just... Oh, I'll say that I'm glad that okay. you said that. I quite enjoy BMO. BMO is weird. BMO is weird. And, like... I don't understand. I don't know how much of this he's doing with self-awareness or if he um, genuinely thinks like his reflections, a different person. And he's like disassociating like Gollum and Smeagol, you know, (laughs) Uh, Bimbo is canonically genderless. So you'll notice throughout the series, um, Bimbo will refer to himself or herself as himself. Should I be using they, them to refer to Bimbo? no. BMO never uses they them. They kind of just they'll usually like default to mm-hmm. he him, but sometimes they just like, as she her for a little okay. while. Well, I'll try to pick up on that too. And um, this is I guess maybe it's a little bit of a spoiler. Um, okay, so I won't tell you. Okay, just got to keep me wanting more. Um, no comment. Finn and Jake. Um, are doing like an ultimate high five and it's not impressive enough. So they eventually like get really far apart and use a trebuchet and like Jake self catapults off of a giant skeletal rib cage and we see them flying, but we don't get a resolution to that yet. And then we get to bubble gum creating like the most epic sandwich ever through science that she gives to cinnamon bun who absorbs it into his stomach. I I, love this I do not understand why she picked cinnamon bun to be the one who tries her sandwich. But it is so disgusting. He takes the sandwich and just like it gets sucked into his stomach. 
and she's upset that he didn't even taste it. And then he like burp shits. <laughs> and it just like sprays all over her. It is nasty. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few things that I, I really love about this vignette. Um, like when she when she's got the cheese all all on lock, she does a a cheese that is very much a callback to Wallace and Gromit. Oh, it is. <laughs> I, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, a claymation thing I, that I love. That. Yeah, I love the short where they go to the moon. <clears throat> <laughs> the way that she like the way her the way her mouth sort of expands into that that grin is uh is gr- uh, Wallace saying ah, okay but but I also love that she's like working on stuff and Peppermint Butler comes in and says like a glass of water for my lady and she just smacks it on the ground. <laughs> yes. She's a little mean when she's focused. <laughs> also, Peppermint Butler helps her through like the whole process. So if she's going to have someone taste it, shouldn't shouldn't it be Peppermint Butler? I don't know. I mean, she thinks of her her people as her children. So does she love one child more than another? cinnamon bun gets to live in the castle um one of the things that she creates is a tomato by putting like a squid and a balloon in some sort of device what happens to the squid i wrote that down in my notes as little creature sees light for the first time oh, yeah, and dies. She the, like she takes the like this metal cloche off of him and he like shields his eyes with one of his tentacles yeah and he makes this little sound like <laughs> and she shoves him in this transmorgifier with a, a red balloon and then they transmorgify into an attached device and it's just a, a big, tomato. It's just poor little dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those little details like it's like they didn't have to put in that much um like it was just it could have just been a squid. It didn't have to be a squid who was like a, a seeing the world for the first time or the first time in a long time. Uh, um, I think it's really interesting how how humans will take take little things like that and just fill in a backstory or a few backstories that are mm-hmm. plausible. I like it when shows let you do that and they don't they're not so stupid that they have to spoon feed you every fucking thing sex in the city. Yeah. Then the Ice King is stinky and doesn't know why. And it's Gunter on an ice flow. <laughs> yeah. um, because Gunter might be the one that's stinky, but he's still stinky. Doesn't know why. Gets scrubbed down. Gunter comes back mad. Um, and then <laughs> turns out that it, everybody's stinky. Ice King is stinky because Gunter's been farting into his armpit. That mm-hmm. one's a bit less uh um nuanced <laughs> <laughs> uh what did you think of uh your segment oh lsp um mm-hmm. i said lsp's rage at talent show relatable <laughs> i uh i took a little screen grab of the the girls that went on before her one was wearing an oversized t-shirt with a crescent moon that said moon daddy <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch that <laughs> i don't know if i had caught that before but you should that put that shirt. on instagram <laughs> uh, okay, thank I you um so lsp is getting ready to go on at the talent show to do a song but the girls that go on before her sing the same song and they harmonize oh i caught her song and it's on the episode already too. Um, so LSP gets on stage and she starts to sing it and everyone's like, we already heard this. And she just gets so mad. She takes the basketballs and starts throwing them at people, but they ricochet and they're making baskets. And everyone's like, that's a fantastic. <laughs> and then she nearly <laughs> wins the talent show, but out of nowhere, Finn and Jake have the conclusion of their epic high five at like at the venue of the talent show in midair and it's just this like huge thunderclap of uh, a sound when they when they finally make contact and they win the talent show 
support LSP. I've, I've, uh, I've often felt, I've often felt like that fucking thing has happened to me and fuck everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's stolen valor. That's emotional violence. <laughs> yeah. So like one time here's yeah, one time. I actually have a couple stories from high school. One, um, I was, uh, going to state qualifiers for student Congress and they couldn't break the tie for the top three. And so they said, you guys just come up and grab your ribbons in whatever order. We don't care. Well, I was like in the way back of the uh, auditorium. And so by the time I got up, I got the third one and I thought that was bullshit. So that's number one. I'm never going to ever forget about that. Number two. And everybody who hears this anecdote was like, well, then maybe you should have just been better. But in high school student Congress, NAT qualifiers, all of the kids who did not qualify for their respective debate events came to Congress qualifiers to try to go to nationals doing Congress. So I missed going to nationals by like one or two points total because somebody who did Lincoln Douglas came in and did Congress and edged me out, which I thought was bullshit. And I get it. They were probably better debaters and I was doing a different format of debate, but I don't think that's really fair to like flood a different event after you don't make it in your own. And I felt like Congress qualifiers should happen on the same day as all of the other debate qualifiers. Anyway, I've held on to this for over 20 years. No, not quite 20 years, close to 20 years. Like eight... Would you say that you, is there a character on Adventure Time that you identify with? I feel like you're going to tell me it should be Lumpy Space Princess. Well, I want to know your opinion. I know my opinion, and it is that. <laughs> but I, I would like to know your opinion. I don't know. I know that there's a lot of characters I haven't met yet. Um, there are things that Lumpy Space Princess does that I do find relatable, but I don't. I don't think I generally am as petulant sounding as she is. I feel like when when it comes up, which is very infrequent. I can probably sound like that to others, but I don't sit around and talk about like how maligned I am constantly. I know you're going to disagree with me, but I don't. Like you literally I, I, when I don't do it all the time. I don't do it all the time. I probably never told you. Well, so Lumpy Space Princess doesn't just talk about how she's maligned constantly. She talks about how she's great. How much of that have I done lately? Oh shit! You have text message records. Do I even need to say anything? Do I even do I even need to launch into this? Let me watch the whole series and see if there's anyone else I feel like is a better representation of my general characteristics. Okay. The the only character I think that might be like that is Lumpy Space Prince. There's more to me than the times that I am feeling unjustly, you know, made to feel like less than. And then the times that I feel like I am objectively more than. There's more, I don't, those are not my only two modes is what I'm saying. Sure. There's, you know, there's some wishy-washy middle ground, but I think you're at your most youest. When you're in one of those two pockets. I'm in most meest when I'm just sitting on my couch, binge watching things on YouTube and not feeling anything. I think I'm at my most meest when I am crying somewhere and berating myself and saying, why do you have to be so you-ish to me? Is there anybody in Adventure Time who's like that? I, I don't think so, no. I mean, Finn goes through, like, moral quandaries. He tries to do the right thing. Yeah. This is fun. <laughs> so do we want to talk about how <laughs> that comic that I shared with you that you, like, immediately took exception to? Which comic? The false needs comic where it's the the bush and then it zooms in and it's and it's the little ant on the hydrangea bush and the ant says 
it's actually a pretty big deal. Let me um, bring up the texts we exchanged during that, if I can find them really quickly. But while I'm looking, can you tell me why Gravels is a thing? Is that going to be explained? No. Is, it's not going to be explained? Not not really. It's Gravels. It's, you know, it's fun vignette episodes. Mm-hmm. You you do learn more about it, but no one sits down and says, "This is why we do five little vignette thingies." So I found the I found the text messages. You send me the um, you send me the comic at four forty three in the morning. So I'm definitely not awake yet. And I wake <laughs> up, and it's one of the first things I see. And this is at oh, I was already awake. Oh, I had insomnia that night. That's why I have one of my 4 a.m. wake-ups or something. So I just reply and I say, hmm. And you say, it you. And I do this, I do this side <laughs> eye emoji. And you say, letter U, say that. And I said, ironically. And you go, hmm. And, <laughs> and I say, I would like to think. I'm slightly more impactful on the world than a single ant, but okay. You say, because you're a big deal. And I say, <laughs> meh, I'm important because people are inherently important. And you said, you know. Yeah, because you know. And then I said, did I break at Oxford? Yes. And you said, let's debate this on our next podcast, I guess. And then I um, mentioned something about how um, when I got my current position at work, I was told that this put me in a very like a prominent, important position. And I, and then you said podcast. And then I said, do I ever leave my house when I don't have to? No. So, and you said the weather has us down. We've been lacking that clash. And then I say, do I have more than three people I can confide in? No. And then I send you do you even have three? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got... Okay, don't be that mean about it. <laughs> I absolutely have at least three people I can talk to. Wow. Are you, are you trying to make me feel even worse about myself? <laughs> That's working. <laughs> I just... Like, you and I have such fundamentally different viewpoints on this. I, I don't think any one person is necessarily more important than any other person even an ant and then to change the subject i send you a wikipedia wikipedia article on carcinization which is when nature tries to recreate crabs multiple times out of ocean animals and like at least five different times has made the made crabs (laughs) (laughs) yeah i read the wiki on I just saw the thing I texted you afterwards <laughs> and someone tweeted in all caps throughout little women we could hear the rise of Skywalker in the theater next to us and when Beth died it was really quiet and all of a sudden we just heard Babu Frick go hey, hey. <laughs> so oh, that's really funny so at five in the morning yeah anyway well I contain multitudes or I contain only two things that I vacillate between constantly who knows and that that little seesaw bit in the middle where you watch and Mm -hmm. feel nothing watch something feel nothing the majority of my time lately I got a referral to go to a psychiatrist but they didn't call me so I contacted my doctor and I said hey called me and then he said you could try calling them and gave me the phone number and I'm like fuck this I guess I probably should do it yeah you know that you should I was thinking like maybe I'm doing okay enough that I don't need to do that because the days that I go to work the days I have to get up and actually get ready and like you know there's something external that is forcing me to like participate in the world. I feel like those are the days where I've got things a bit more together. The days that I don't have to leave the house are the days where I'm convinced, oh no. 
This is not healthy. It's not great. Mm-mm. I'm actually thinking about um, scaling back my work from home t- days because the Fridays where I work from home, sometimes, I mean, I work, I get things done that I need to get done, but I have also like, I haven't really got that external um, pressure to like be something that day. So I like take a really quick shower and then like, I, I just work in a very close approximation to a blob like state the whole day. So. Yeah. I don't do any of my teleworking days. I did one. I tried a few times. I think I tried twice, maybe three times. And the last time I was like, all right, I hated all of that. And I'm never doing it again. The best aspects of my job are where I amble around and talk to different people. Yeah. I, I like not going to work on Fridays because I don't have to deal with my commute but I think that it is bad for me (laughs) otherwise so (laughs) I still think you should get a motorcycle I don't think I should be on a motorcycle I've been on motorcycles before my my dad um, had bikes all while I was growing up and we used to ride with him and so I've been on the back of a motorcycle before but I've never ridden one myself um, and I don't think I would be, you know me, I'm not graceful. Well, I'm not either. But you, like, you know I would just probably fuck up real bad on a motorcycle. I don't think so. I think you have too much of a sense of self-preservation to, you wouldn't do what I do, and what I do isn't that safe. <laughs> I've had this bike for a month. And before that, I had the scooters, and I was real unsafe on those. I only had one bad spill, and that wasn't my fault. I hit a patch of effectively oil. Oh, I don't know. The cost of getting a bike would would be kind of out of the question right now because I'm trying to um, pay for my upcoming grad school without taking out any loans. So, and I think I can, but that also means I'm on a very restricted budget right now. So that's been fun. I bet it's been, been, been a lot of fun. And then I don't leave the house and I think, wow, I did a really good job not spending any money today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was driving one of the little um, golf carts that we mm-hmm. have at work. We have a fellow who has a hurt leg and I offered him a, a ride to and from a place. And I was bringing the golf cart back. And I said, do I have enough room to get it between the bumper of the truck and the curb? And he said, yeah, don't be afraid. Just go fast. <laughs> and I did. I just went, okay, and then slammed on the on the go pedal, and it totally worked. I just flew right past both the curb and the truck. So I'm looking forward to seeing how many... How many different scenarios don't be afraid go fast? Yeah, I don't think it's going to work in all of them. Well, Only one way to find out. It, empirical knowledge is the best knowledge. Fantastic. Don't just hurt too much property, especially property that's not yours. We'll see. Okay. Uh, I think we're probably done talking about Grable's. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into our wrap-up material. What pop culture have you been enjoying lately? Um, <laughs> I started with Yeah, you did? Yeah, I did. It's okay. Uh, I like that there's like a twisty thing that they, they don't just hand you. You kind of figure it out after. I figured it out. I did not three. figure it out until it became very obvious. Oh, so it does become yeah. very obvious. Oh, well, I figured it out. Well, aren't you three. smart? And was like, oh, that's cool. You're very smart. Thank you. I wasn't fishing, but I guess. Um, so that and the clip that I sent you from last night, I really like cerebral repartee, but I also like that kind of peak physical oh, comedy. Uh, 
I don't really care for physical comedy. I actually had to take a second to remember what you sent me. Um, yes, the the genie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like seeing people get hurt. And I know he wasn't getting actually hurt, but I don't like that. Oh, I thought it was amazing. Um, let me let me tell you my idea. For, uh, it, it's not practical, but I think it would make a good short film. Is At work, we've talked about having some of our execs shadow yeah. us a little bit so they can see what we mm-hmm. actually do. And there's never going to be time for that. So my idea that I pitched... Um, in one of the one of the more loosey goosey buildings was that all the admins should just have chest GoPros strapped on us and we could run a huge feed of monitors in like an EOC for the managers just to sort of wander in and out of. And I was explaining some of the clips that I was uh, picturing, like one of the cameras goes dark and it comes back online 10 minutes later and it's just looking up and you see trees around it and it's being like dragged into the bushes. (laughs) Um, And then like one of the cameras goes dark for a little bit. And in, in the EOC room, you hear like this scritchy scratching and suddenly uh, an admin, me, I fall through the ceiling (laughs) <laughs> the drop ceiling and on one of the screens is the manager's own shocked faces as plaster spills out over the table this is very elaborate yeah I thought about it I can that. tell <laughs> I love that stuff more power to you it's good stuff I have watched all three seasons of Crashing this weekend. Crashing is an HBO show that is semi-autobiographical by Pete Holmes, who's a comedian, about his um, kind of origin story as a comic and getting his bearings in the New York comic scene. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast or if you know, you might know. But um, I did a few open mic nights a while ago. And, and yeah, Chris is constantly telling me that I need to, like, just try again and do more. And I've always, like, been fascinated by comedy. And I love watching um, stories about comedians. There's other ones that I've watched before. And um, I, I enjoy and I feel like I get, I get a better idea of what it would be like to, like, come up in the New York club scene or whatever. So... I watched all of it. Um, I didn't, there were parts of it that seemed really improbable. Like he kept meeting famous comedians, like Deus Ex Machina style and ended up like getting to crash on their couches a lot, <laughs> which I don't think would really happen if you're just doing, going to open mic nights in New York, but who knows? Um, but anyway, it was, it was enjoyable. And there were a lot of comedians on the show that I really like. I don't think I like really liked Pete Holmes's comedy. I didn't think he was like super funny, but like John Mulaney is on it. Um, um, oh. Then they get some like uh, comedy legends that do, do bits on there, like Emo Phillips and um, people like I used to watch a lot of when I was just starting to like build my appreciation of comedy. So people like Dave Attell, Sarah Silverman, um, who else was actually doing any standup on this show? Um, Colin Quinn, uh, none of the really problematic ones. So like no Louis CK. <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> That's nice. Um, that is good. Um, so anyway, I like comedy a lot. And I actually like, I have my old joke notebook. And I was thinking I might actually crack it open and um, give it a go again, maybe. I don't know if my schedule would ever be accommodating to open mic nights. But I don't know. Maybe. Don't know unless I try. My dream job yeah. is writing on SNL. It's always. Well, you should try, you know, I know. stuff. Try stuff. Mm. Try stuff with people. Mm. Try try stuff alone. You telling me I need to date a woman? Yeah. Just go on a date with a woman. Mm. 
Um, the next, I didn't write down what the next episode is for Sex in the City, but it's episode 10 of season three. I'm sure it has a title. Who gives a shit? Um, the next episode's in Adventure Time. <laughs> All the titles of Sex in the City from now on are Who Gives a Shit? Um, <laughs> episode three of season four for Adventure Time is Web Weirdos. Um, and then episode four of season four is Dreams of, of Love. So. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about oh. these. I hate web weirdos. Okay. Good thing they're short. Yeah. Um, I have a, uh, a, it's like word aversion hmm. where people get like really squicked out hearing certain oh, words. Like moist? Uh, yeah. Or lumpy or balaclava. Uh, but I have it for visual mm. stuff. I'll look it up and we'll talk about it on the next. Thing. Is it the one where you don't like the uh, um, holes? Oh, oh yeah. 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 That's a thing. People don't like looking at like um, lotus root. Yeah. I don't even like thinking oh, about it. That's never bothered me. I don't know how it could not. Bother well, it just doesn't. People are built yep. different. Um, you can find us on social media, basically only at Instagram right now, where we are at Sex Time Pod, and Badger does the bulk of the posts on there. Yeah, sorry in advance. Yeah, but you have some stuff from this episode to ideas to post now. So, yay! I already posted the car cool. one, and then you have a screen grab too, right? yeah very nice okay well um that's how you can reach out to us and we'll just keep chugging along with this thing until um we're done or we die whichever comes first we're doing our best to both to both be done and die uh didn't didn't quite catch that got it Okay, well, thanks so much for listening. I guess we'll talk to you next time if you're going to listen. Are, are you posting this right? Probably. Now, why? Oh, I just. I just yeah, we're know. a bit. We're a couple days late. We usually try to post these on Friday, so I don't know when we'll get the next one out. If we have time to record before next Friday, or maybe we'll just have to get it done later. I don't know. Who cares? I love that no one listens to these. Otherwise, <laughs> we'd put out our regular plea for like. An editor. <laughs> An actual equipment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe one day. Okay. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. I'll see you next time. I'll Bye. See you next time.